Well, what motivates you? Let's go back to Paul's words again in verse number 24. Let's look at it in the New King James Version. It says, but none of these things move me. What things don't move Paul? Just by way of review, imprisonments, beatings, being deprived of even the most basic necessities of life, food and shelter, persecution from people that he's trying to love and reach. None of these things move me. Now, I don't know about you, but those things move me. Those things bother me. Those things do have an impact on me. I like a nice house. I like a nice car. I like a nice income. I really don't like people to persecute me. Those things bother me. Paul said, these things don't move me. What are we talking about? I, I wish I was real good at science and opposing forces and I could explain to you all this good stuff, but let, let me just set up a, a scenario this way. On the one hand, you've got all the bad stuff that's pushing against Paul. And on the other hand, you've got the love of God that's compelling him to go and preach the gospel. And imagine now that I've got Paul between these two fists. And I'm exerting force over here, and I'm exerting force over here, and he's caught in the middle, and he's being squeezed. And you know what Paul says? He says, I don't care how great that force is over there that's negative, that's trying to stop me. I don't care how great it is. It don't move me. It can't move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Number one, what motivates you? Devotion to God. Your devotion to God, my devotion to God, will determine how far I will go. Let's illustrate. How devoted are you to your spouse? Hmm? How devoted are you to your mother or father? How devoted are you to your children? To what lengths will you go for their security and their well-being? How many of you remember the marriage vows? Let's refresh your memory. In prosperity and good times, till death do us part. Is that how you heard it? <laughs> I believe that there were maybe a few other words in there. You remember that? In sickness and health for richer, poor. We stumble right there, don't we? The finances are a mess. He loves to stay. She loves to spend. They're at loggerheads. The number one cause of conflict in the marriage today is not the children and not the in-laws, so stop blaming them. It's money. And why is that? Because the other problem in marriage is communication. Get married and find out that he's from Mars and she's from Venus and all that lovey-dovey stuff that he heaped on you to, to win you over right after the wedding, it's all over. But that's not all. Then you find out that that beautiful, well-kept house was not the result of her labor. And you come home and there's dirty diapers hanging from the chandelier. And the floor hadn't been swept in who knows how long. And the dishes are stacked that high. And you say, what's for dinner, honey? She said, I don't know. There's some leftovers in the fridge. Go rummage through there. Now, this is marriage made in heaven, lived on earth. Devotion, your devotion to God. None of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. Our devotion to God is a personal matter. It's a personal matter. I can't analyze it. I can't put you under a microscope and discern what your devotion to God is. The only way that I can know 
what your devotion is to your spouse or your children or to your siblings is by what I see. Same thing with God. Your devotion to God is a personal matter. It can only be observed. It cannot actually be discerned. Paul said, you know my life. You know it. You've watched me. You've seen how I have lived. Paul's life was devoted to glorifying God. I like this quote from Daniel Webster. I wish we could have some men today of the caliber of this man. My greatest thought is my accountability to God. Now that tells me something about this man. He had a devotion to God. He had an obligation, a responsibility, an accountability to God that superseded even the greatest post that he might attain in political life. What about you and me? Our devotion to God is not seen so much in what we do here in church because, hey, let's face it, folks, every one of us can shout and praise God and, you know, appear as very spiritual people. But what really counts is what do your neighbors know you to be? What do your co-workers know you to be? Are you as devoted to God in front of them as you are in front of me? The only way they will know is by your behavior, and your behavior speaks volumes. 